What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another edition of the weekly walk-off on the Did You Hear podcast, part of the Blue Wire Hustle podcast network. I'm Emma Houghton. He's Pat Zhang. And for the craziest end to the regular (laughs) season, maybe ever, we are joined by a very special guest, Andrea Arcadapani, the founder of the Scout Girl Report and a a contributor to NBC Sports Edge. Andrea, thank you so much for being here. How are you feeling about the end of the season, particularly? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. This season is absolutely wild. The wild card race is is wild, I guess. <laughs> and um, it's it's definitely an exciting year. Totally. So before we get into it, I am very fascinated by your work with Scout Girl, Scout Girl Report. Can you tell us a little bit about the founding story and then particularly how you put those incredible video- videos together that you post on Twitter from the idea creation until all the way when you upload it to Twitter? Yeah, sure. So um, I, in college, I had the opportunity to do an internship with the Tampa Bay Rays and I am a civil engineering major. So that was like a huge, you know, jump to a different field. And I've always loved baseball. So it was like a dream come true. After my internship, I wanted to keep it going and keep talking about baseball with other people. So I started the blog just to try to like make some friends and, and see where I could go. And uh, two years later, it kind of took off a little bit and it's it's been a great ride. I started making videos earlier this year and basically it's just like on anything that interests me because I really had no readers or anything at first. So if something that came up was like weird or different, I tried to figure out like why that was. So like now I'll watch games and stuff. And if I notice something going on with a player or someone slumping or doing really well, I'll try to look into that, look up some stats and like tell a story through the videos. Oh, that's amazing. So They're cool. so cool to watch. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't checked them out, follow her on Twitter. I believe it's at Scout Girl Report, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Follow Andrea, watch her videos, promote her stuff. So cool. So I'm going to start you off with a baseball question. I'm going to get right into it. Okay. <laughs> what do you think will be the AL wildcard matchup that we'll be watching on Tuesday? No. So my answer to this changes every day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I think it's going to be the Yankees and the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. I do. And, in the Bronx? Um, in the Bronx, yeah. Okay. Um, and I, even though the Yankees had like the toughest schedule this week, they hung on. They're like a game up, I think. And um, the sweeping of the Red Sox was huge for them. Sorry, Emma. (laughs) (laughs) But the Red Sox are still hanging in there. And I mean, that's a matchup I want. So maybe I'm a little biased, but I think that that's going to be it. Though the Mariners are like coming out of nowhere right now. (laughs) Right? Yeah. 9-1 in their last 10. Here they come. It's it's kind of insane. I think I've told Pat this. I bought tickets pre-sale to the wildcard game at Fenway. So I'm in this oh, okay. dilemma right now where I obviously am hoping the Red Sox host, but I also want them to be in the playoffs. So I'm willing for the Yankees to get the top spot if the Jays will lose. So it's just been this horrible thing. I said before we started recording, I'm watching about seven games at a time. It's really far the too way much to do it right now. get into. But of course, yeah, it's wild. And that's exactly how we like it. Yeah, I feel like, have you seen those... Um all these people are doing these crazy scenario building exercises where there's yes. like a five-way tie. I don't think it's like healthy for me to five. get into that. Yeah. Yeah. Root for yeah. chaos. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's awesome. And I, I'm with it. I think the Yankees are in, though they do have to play Tampa this weekend, which will be very, very interesting. I believe they're under 500 against the Rays this season. 
I think Toronto's season comes down to tonight as we record this on Thursday. Robbie Ray is taking them out against the Yankees. If they win, of course, they can gain a game. I believe they're, yeah, they're one game back right now. If they lose, they got the chance to drop back to two. I think that's a tough, you know, number to, with three to play to be able to try to overcome two. But with that, I'm not even answering the question, right? Because I only gave you the Yankees <laughs> as one team in there. Um, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. I feel like we're silly to just go past the Mariners at this point because they just don't lose. The rotation is set up really nicely for this weekend for what they would want. It's Marcus Gonzalez on Friday and Chris Flexen on Saturday. All that said, I'll go with Yankees Red Sox as well, but it's, it's going to be fun. No, it's really, it's really fun. Uh, I want, let's transition right to the Mariners because Pat and I basically record about baseball two times a week. And I think we've, consistently or appropriately talked about the Mariners a negative percent of what we should. So I specifically wrote down bullet points to talk about the Mariners because at this point we literally can't dismiss them anymore. So they're 18 and eight in September. They've won 11 of their last 13. They've won 12 straight against the A's who have been eliminated Mm -hmm. from postseason contention because of these Mariners. And Andrew, when you look at this team, what do you think is their biggest strength? What's going to be their biggest advantage coming down at the last couple of games of this season? Uh, I think it's going to be their pitching. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I'm the same way as you two were. Like, I never saw this coming. Nope. <laughs> Didn't even like bat an eye to them the entire year. Didn't watch one of their games. <laughs> so yeah. I, it's kind of wild, but you know, their pitching, I actually think it has the, like the second best opponent OPS like to the giants, like it's actually really solid. Um, especially their bullpen lately has been like more reliable. So yeah, I'm going to go with that. Yeah. I have a crazy thing. Casey Sadler. I had never heard that name before. Again, unfortunately I did not watch enough Mariners games. He has the longest streak of scoreless appearances in Mariners history. And he has not allowed an earned run since July 25th. We are recording this episode on September 30th. That is two full months without giving up a run. And me, I would consider myself an above average baseball fan in terms of how much I take pay attention to the game. Mm-hmm. I had literally not heard this guy's name before today. It's, That's it's, absolutely wild. It's yeah. shocking. It really <laughs> is. I mean, we. I remember thinking back to it, Emma, like our first real reference to the Mariners was about how they were hitting under 200 in April when we yeah. talked about them as like a poster child for why offenses were struggling. I think our next reference was then when Jared Kalanick made his debut. And that yep. was it for a while. And now <laughs> we go through the summer, we get into the fall, and here they are. Just to even put it in perspective, they're three and a half games behind the Houston Astros. Now the Astros are going to win that division, but – when you think of the Astros, you think of one of the top contenders in the American League. They are three and a half games yeah. worse than them. That is incredible. It, incredible doesn't even sum it up. I mean, I I just smile and laugh when I think of the season that the Mariners have had because it, it really is remarkable. Yeah. yeah and I, even – oh, sorry. No, go no, you go ahead. I was going to say Marco Gonzalez and Kyle Seeger were probably the only people – that I could name for real going into this season. And now you just go down the list of Logan Gilbert and flexing and you say Kikuchi and Ty France and Jake Fraley. It's just the, the conglomeration of what they've become and they literally can't lose right now. 
Yeah. Ty France, like he proved that last year he did really well. And that wasn't a fluke. Like he yeah. like, kept it up this year. And even like Kellenic, what was it like an 11 game streak without a hit? Yeah. He started. And now like he's an above average player. Like it, he came around. So and a massive hit last night too for Kellenic. Yeah. Kellenic came through the a two RBI double to, to put them ahead, which was very, very cool to, uh, to see. You know why they're winning too? What is that? They have embraced their Ted Lasso. Oh. And that's why they're winning. I hope you believe. guys have both seen Ted Lasso. Yes, yes, the belief. It's so cool. I love that. And that is the perfect thing for them, too. So I cool. was so jealous when I saw that. I wanted that. I wanted the Rays to take it. So. I know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, but the Rays don't deserve that. They're too good. They're above everybody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you had me in the first half of that sentence. <laughs> yeah. no, we are we are without a doubt giving credit where credit is due for the Rays. Oh, for, for sure. And Andrea, I'm interested what, what you think here, you know, talking about the Mariners, I know Emma wants to touch on the NL West a little bit. So I'll, I'll go to the Giants too. What's been a bigger surprise for you this year? The Giants sitting there at 104 wins right now, or the Mariners right now at, is it 89, 88 wins, 89, That's excuse me. That's a good question. That's a tough question. It's a tough one, right? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the Giants. Mm. Actually, like the Mariners are good, but they're not like insane, whereas the Giants are just like they're like you said, 104 wins right now. And their team is like all veterans. Mm -hmm. it, it's wild. And it just is all working for them. It's absolutely crazy to me. The hitting like the hitting coaches, the whole staff over there is really unbelievable. Got to be one of the best like in the leagues to have all these players like have one of the best seasons of their careers at the same time. It's not a coincidence. Like They're doing something right in practice. That's a good way to put it. And if you had told me that Gabe Kapler would go from his tenure at the, mm. as the Philly coach to probably the NL manager of the year, right? I can't really imagine it going to anybody else, maybe besides Craig Kemsel. But it, it, that's actually a really good point, something that I hadn't thought about before. It's not a fluke. Something is just working. To make it, unfortunately, a little bit less positive, how much do you think Brandon Belt's injury dampens their chances to go all the way? Maybe this is like the optimist to me, but I don't think it's going to impact them that much. Really? I, okay. I think they could pick it up and like, cause you know what? They're all like experienced players. Yep. A lot of them have been to the postseason before. So you don't have to worry about that. Like rookie mentality or getting nervous and not being able to perform as much. Like, I think that they'll, they'll pick it up and they'll be okay. Like that's not going to be the deciding factor. Like I feel like the Dodgers, like they are the real competition right now and they have a weaker team than last year. So I think the giants can, can get past them. Yeah, I, I like how you go there, too. And so, something with the Giants and I don't belt obviously hurts, especially with the, the, the power that he supplies. But there's a lot of depth on that Giants team with Wilmer Flores, you know, Lamont Wade, Tommy LaStella, obviously the, the Chris Bryant deal coming in. Like there are plenty of names that can go in and fill in and try to fill that offensive production. I'm still comfortable with the Giants being contenders and, and obviously solid contenders, which I feel funny about saying 104 win team um, <laughs> in that light, uh, even with belt going down. So I, I, I still expect big things from them. Yeah, no, I'm glad that you guys are more optimistic when I, than I was. I, I saw it. I was like taken aback. I, I felt so badly also because he's another one of those older guys that was totally turning it back. But on the flip side, you love to see Posey and Crawford resurging. Mm -hmm. Now Lamont Wade Jr. gets a chance to be a star of this team it's in the postseason. And that could actually be really cool too. 
Uh, so you mentioned some rookies. So I'm going to take it back to the AL East because I saw you recently tweeted about this too. This isn't particularly this weekend, but the Rays postseason rotation could have four rookies in it. Can you just tell us a little bit about how you feel about that, if you have any concerns, and then generally just what you think the ceiling is for this race team? Yeah, so, well, that's the easy one for me. They're going to win the World Series. <laughs> I love it. I'll, I'll say it now. <laughs> like, I think that they, even though they have a weaker team than last year, like, I see them going all the way. But I don't want to jinx anything, so I'm going to knock on my desk. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> but they do, and it's a little scary to think about. Like, they're, and it's their best four as well. Their best four starting pitchers are all rookies. Um, so you don't really know how that's going to play out, but – Shane Boz was just called up a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and he was part of the Chris Archer deal. He was the player to be named later. And he has like electric stuff. And I think even if he isn't like on top of his game, the biggest uh, thing that's going to go his way is that no one's really seen him yet. Mm. So point. he has a huge advantage there. Um, even if his command is a little off. So I think that's going to be big. Shane McClanahan like really stepped up after Tyler glass now's injury. And after that injury, I like, I was shaken <laughs> and I don't get yeah. shaken a lot, but like when I'm looking at the the roster and it's all rookies, like that's a little concerning to me, but they put it together. I don't know why I had any doubts. And um, I think they're going to be just fine, even though they're all young and, and inexperienced. It seems like that player to be named later will never be lived down ever. That's going <laughs> that whole to be deal thing. Yeah. And Chris Archer, the poor guy just can't ever get out of that narrative. I know. Well, he's back on the team he's now. I love McClanahan. I'm, uh, I'm very excited to see what he can do this, uh, this October. I, I think it's you know cool to see it from the left side as him from him as well. He's got that electric fastball and that awesome slider. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do. I, the Rays love to throw out. I mean, I get flashbacks then to David price, um, you know, as, as the, the young pitcher making a big impact in the postseason all those years ago. I see no reason why there are multiple candidates to uh, to step in and do that for the Rays this year. So no reason why they shouldn't be in that uh, uh, the World Series race. Yeah. And then on a flip side, too, do you have full confidence now in a guy like Colin McHugh? Did you ever expect to utter that sentence? Because I didn't. Another former Met. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Pat, you're cursed. <laughs> yes. Yes. We do know that. Um, yeah. He was a surprise this year, but. I don't know if you're familiar with Andrew Kittredge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was someone who, quite frankly, I did not want on the team like a year ago. <laughs> and he has been like one of the best relief pitchers. Like he stepped up. He was quote, he closes sometimes like he's been lights out this year. So I, every, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised anymore, but their pitchers, like somehow they dominate, like they do the right thing at the right time. And someone always steps up and takes that role when, someone else is hurt or whatever the deal is. So it's exceptional. I mean, who, so is he the guy you want the ball in his hands, Kittredge over somebody like Nick Anderson, even? Uh, yes, because so Nick Anderson was hurt uh, for most of this year and he came back and you know, last year he was throwing like 98 miles an hour and he was like our go-to guy. And he like peaked at 92 in oh. his return. So like, that's like a huge drop off, which is pretty concerning. So I don't think we're going to see that the same guy that we had in the playoffs last year. So I would rather go to McHugh or Kittredge. Yeah. My favorite thing about the Rays is that they traded away their saves leader at the trade deadline and they're still the best team 
arguably yeah. at all. Of doesn't matter. Just it off. Yeah. Very <laughs> Rays. It doesn't matter with that team. And you mentioned the postseason from last year. And of course, when you think of the Rays in the postseason last year, I think of Randy Rosarena and basically the man turning into Babe Ruth. How would you classify, you know, his first real full season with the Rays this year? I think he does, he's doing really well. He's yeah. one of the best players on the team. Like he's got that energy. He is a good defender. He's been stable offensively. Obviously, he cannot live up to that standard that he set. No. Um, but he is doing incredibly. So, yeah, I'm happy with him. Yeah, well, we'll see what he can do for an encore in the postseason. Again, not expecting him to morph into Babe Ruth yet again. <laughs> but, you know, we'll see if he can keep some sort of similar production going. Is he your AL Rookie of the Year, Andrea? Uh, maybe. Um, yeah. Is If Wander Franco qualifies, I, I would go with him. Is there a qualifying measure for the Rookie of the Year? Yeah. There are I, a certain number of games? I think so. Um, I don't know what it is off the top of my head. I don't either. I Yeah, I don't have it, but... I think Franco's going to get votes. Um, oh, that'd be so interesting if he could take it, even though he came up so late. That would be real interesting. Yeah, because it seems like such a small sample size, and then he was just on the IL too, mm-hmm. right in the yeah. right in the middle of his on base streak. I remember literally thinking, I, ha- I never heard whether it ended or whether it kept going. And at this point, it would be forty games. It's yeah. forty-five games. I feel like I would have heard about it. It's still but going. It, yeah. yeah, it's still yeah. going. <laughs> he continues to be absolutely exceptional. I think. I hate I hate to say the small sample size, but I think what Randy Rosen Randy Rosarena did across the entire season just gives feels like a little bit more weight than what Franco did. Even though I think Franco is going to be a generational talent, obviously. So is he both of your rookie of the years, or do you have other picks? I, I like I, Ryan Mountcastle. You like Mountcastle? I love. Yeah, that you I that. do. I do. And Bobby I, Dahlbeck has been really good, but his first of, half. Of course, you're going to go Dahlbeck. I expect yeah, nothing I less. Um, I <laughs> no, I I do lean Wander. Um, I know the the sample size is much lower, but in just what is it? Probably like sixty, say sixty six games around there. Um, the amount that he's been able to produce and just that on base streak. I mean, we went through the numbers a couple weeks ago with the names that he's associated with, with being that young a player and that high of a streak. You just don't see it happen very often. So I'm comfortable giving it to him. I don't think there was enough of someone else really stealing the reins otherwise, but it's going to be a really good race. I think the voting is going to be really close because he played so few games. This definitely seems like the most wide open. Yeah. Probably at this point, they're all, Actually, no, NL, NL MVP isn't laced up at all. <laughs> at all. Um, so we brought up the Brandon Bell injury. We got to go to another absolutely crushing NL oh, injury. Oh, you hit me. That was my next question. <laughs> it's Devin Williams. I'll just give it to you. I'll just say this was quite literally the most insane thing I've ever heard. And I don't know how Devin Williams ever get gets past it. So please, Pat, take it away. Oh, you want me to go with it first? Yeah, go I, ahead. Um, yeah, this was going to be my question to Andrea. I cannot believe, you know, what happened. So for, for anyone that was listening that isn't sure, Devin Williams, the, the Brewers' second best reliever, uh, fractured his hand, his pitching hand, uh, after celebrating their division win because he punched a wall. Um, in celebration, just as an emphasis, in celebration, he punched a wall. Uh, I feel bad for Francisco, who we had on <laughs> I know. just a yeah, week we ago a, talking about the Brewers. Man, we did a Brewers spotlight, and now this just seems like a complete wrench. Obviously. And it, yeah. it is because, listen, we talked about it. We know how great that starting rotation is, and it is great. You know, you're going to get Woodruff, Burns, Peralta, you know, Hauser, and Lauer in, in there as well. But 
the thing with that bullpen was, you know, or you knew once it got to Devin Williams and Josh Hader, the game was over, but they don't have that anymore. I, I know they still have Strickland. I know we talked about how good Boxberger has been as well. This is a massive, massive blow to the Brewers, and I, I'm not sure they're going to be able to overcome this one. They're going to need starters to go really deep in games. Andrea, do you feel like do you feel I mean, like I, they're still where they are before this injury? It's a tough sell for me for any injury to like have just one and have that ruin the entire team. Sure. Like I feel yeah. like they've been like really special all year. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not too familiar with their bullpen, but I'll take Pat's word for it that, you know, maybe someone else can can step in there in that role. But Josh Hader, they still got him. He's the yep, most yeah. important one. So, um, but yeah, the Devin Williams thing, I saw that today like during my lunch break and I couldn't, I, I can't even fathom, fathom doing that. It's like Andy Bernard from The Office. Just like, yeah. the whole <laughs> that's so funny. I, I literally was thinking that because who does that out of happiness? He was so happy that he punched a wall. And this is the second time it's happened this year. Husker, you know, remember yes. that at the beginning of yep. the year, he had that crazy hitting thing where he hit a bunch of home runs and was oh, pitching yeah. at the same time. And then he broke his hand. I think he was on the 60 day IL at one point. He missed months. Uh, listen, if you're going to punch a wall, punch it with your non-pitching hand. Let's, yeah. uh, let's go with that. Let's <laughs> go with that Wear a boxing glove. Also yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that could work too. Um, yeah, I, I am concerned about the Brewers here. I know that that starting pitching is great, but that was that was what made them so deadly was the Williams yeah. and Hader combo. So I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous. I feel the same way. And what I was thinking too, is we had talked a lot with Francisco about how the Brewers had the luxury because they clinched so early mm-hmm. to relax a little bit and give the starters more rest. I don't know if they're in that same spot anymore, because if exactly as Pat said, if Brandon Woodruff is going to be relied upon to now pitch seven or eight versus five, six or seven, because you don't have as much trust in some of those bullpen guys, I don't know how the rest of the season goes out. I guess on the flip side, you throw them out for 30 pitches just to keep them loose because you need them for more important innings down the stretch. But it just – the game plan is so different now. I guess Craig Council is the guy you want to make the decisions for that type of team. But yeah. for what happened, the injury that it is, I still can't believe it. I don't think I'll ever get over it. And I think truly if the Brewers don't make it to at least the NLCS, I think that's the floor at this point – if not to the world series, then people are going to be talking about this for a while. I would be, if I was a Brewers fan, I wouldn't be able to talk about it. I think I would be. <laughs> I, uh, I'm nervous for if that Brewers bullpen blows a game in the first round, that's, yeah, you exactly. know, it's going to get really ugly, really fast. So we'll see. I mean, they've got a ton of talent, so in no way should they be counted out. Um, they've had a great year. You know, that offense has performed enough. I've said it like six times already, how good that starting pitching is. Um, but it's a tough blow for them. Yeah. Uh, I have another team to focus on, Pat, if you if you were good there. Yeah, go for it. So we haven't really mentioned the Blue Jays, and we got to talk about the Blue Jays when we talk about the ending of the season. Um, do you think they won't make the wild card? You mentioned you think it's going to be Red Sox-Yankees, Andrea. Do you think they won't make it because they won't be able to capitalize on a team like the Orioles because that's the three games that they finish on? Or do you think it's more that – the Yankees have the momentum. I said when the Red Sox got swept, they did the worst possible thing and they let the Yankees get hot. Because when the Yankees get hot, you don't know how hot they can be. So do you think it's more like that? Or do you think they do you think the Blue Jays just implode at the end here? No, I think they could stay in it. 
but they could they could sweep the Orioles, but I think mm-hmm. it's going to come down to like the Yankees and the Red Sox like performing better. Like even the Red Sox are playing the Nationals. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a pretty easy series. Should be easy series for them as well. Like so, I I think it's going to come down to that. But they've been, you know, they it's unfortunate because they deserve it. But that's how the AL East goes. Right. Yeah. For, for the best teams in the AL. Yeah. It's so hard. And and I agree. I think the Blue Jays, as I said, I really think a lot comes down to tonight as we record this against the Yankees. I do think the Blue Jays are going to sweep the Orioles over the weekend being at Rogers Center. Things are going to be nuts there this weekend. I think it's been I firmly believe the Yankees are going to get in and it's a tough blow for them that Boston gets Washington, another team that is really sputtering here. I mean, they went seven and 20 in August and are currently 10 and 18 in September. It's just Obviously, we know they they had their fire sale at the deadline. Uh, I think those circumstances will kind of hold Toronto back, but I think they're going to push right to the very end because I do think they're going to sweep Baltimore. So it's gonna the Red Sox are going to have to win this weekend as well. You see Bo Bichette last night? Mm-hmm. Absolute monster, two home runs against the Yankees. And they have Robbie Ray tonight. I, yeah. I truly think this Yankees-Blue Jays game, we basically have all said it. I'll just say it in the straight words. I think this is the most telling game for the rest yes. of the season. Because if the Yankees beat Robbie Ray at home, that's a pretty big deal. Definitely. It is. Especially, yeah. Yeah, I was like, go for it, Andrew. You know, they, like, it was, just, like, surprising to me because, like, obviously he wasn't, you know, that amazing last year. But, mm-hmm. like, he added that little, like, more closed off, uh wind up position and like it, it's working for him but he didn't do that well last start i don't think or maybe it was two starts ago i don't remember i think they could get to him but the the offense is just like absolutely wild but it's it's been good void went on the il on wednesday too mm-hmm. or thursday as we record he wasn't really doing much but it's just one more bat that you would kind of count on in high leverage situations and now you've got to hope that Labor Torres still has it going and Gio Urshela is going to find it at some point because as amazing as Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge are, I do not think they can do it all themselves. I, I was just going to say, I'm like, Giancarlo is going to try. That's yeah, he's he's going to try. Doing. He would That's like a he's word. Been doing lately. He's yeah. going to try. Uh, but I, I do want to focus. I know we've said it on the, on the Blue Jays. I want to bring it up for the Yankees as well. Tonight is a massive game for them because as we've mentioned, they're playing Tampa Bay over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Tampa would love nothing more than to beat the Yankees down and kick them out of a playoff spot. Just uh, imagine how sweet that would be with that rivalry and how much bad blood there is between them. So this is a big game for the Yankees to try and really secure their spot, which of course it's not fully done, even if they win this game, but things are too close there. There is no room for error really for any of these teams. This game is, I'm so excited for it. Just thinking about it. Me too. Andrew, do you think there's any, have you seen, Kevin Cash and anybody else making the decisions tweak anything to try and I'm not going to say throw games. Cause I know that's not what happened, but because they've already clinched because they know they're going to be hosting the wild card. Do you see any of that happening? Or do you think they're doing what Pat said and is just trying to beat the Yankees into the ground, which I would prefer. Um, I think they are watching them. Like they're going to ease up on the the pitching and all that stuff just to get everyone ready. Like they pulled Waka the other day and he was no, he had a no hitter through five. And he wasn't at even that many pitches, but it was like time for him to go. Like they just want everyone to be healthy at this point, I think. So they're not going to push anyone too hard. I think it's going to be the players themselves that like want to shut down the Yankees more yeah. than like the front office and, and Kevin Cash. Interesting. It's going to be. And fun. just to, to close on the Rays too, 
they had kind of a down September. Did, did that worry you at all? They were 14 and 12. I know in Ray's terms, that might feel like the sky is falling. It's obviously still a winning <laughs> record, but are you concerned at all going into the postseason with that type of momentum? Um, no, <laughs> I love I'm it. not at all. I'm like pretty confident in the team. Like I don't, I, it takes a lot for me to panic. Like I'm okay. not really a, a day by day kind of crazy person, but, um, I think that they're going to finish strong. Like they just were taking it easy because they had a pretty big lead, I think. So the mentality wasn't there, um, but I think they'll be fine. And I, I don't know. I hope they, I hope they go all the way this year. I'm, I've been waiting for 24 years, so <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Just to put it on the record, I wasn't a day by day crazy person until the Red Sox <laughs> made me a day by day crazy person. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, yeah. <laughs> I, ever since the Rays really started putting it together with Kevin Cash, it would be so impressive and just iconic if they go out and finally win it this year against either truly the Giants or the Dodgers or the Brewers or even the Braves, I guess I'll throw in there. That would be a really big deal. That would be so cool for a small market team that's struggling with financials and what their identity is and analytics and the stupid stadium, which Pat and I have just. I, I'm sure you feel the same way. We, we're sick of talking about it. That would be so cool to see it all come together for them. Definitely. They, they deserve it. Sorry. So, I know I'm talking to a Red Sox fan. But no. <laughs> no, they do. They do deserve it. <laughs> no, the, the model of organization that they've built is incredible. And it goes past their major league team. Their minor league team, I believe, either won the, the title for – whichever division they were in or in the championship game, basically low A through triple A. I, I saw that every single level. Yeah. We're either in the title game or one or, or won the title series. It's just, you want to talk about model franchises and model organizations. The Rays are right there. Um, so be really cool to, to see that go forward. And I've got one more question just to tie it all together. You said you've got the Rays in the American league in the world series. Who is your national league team? The giants. I love it. Yeah, I it's definitely not the Brewers or the Braves. The Braves are going to be out first round, not I a agree. doubt in my mind. And um, so it's going to be Dodgers or Giants in, in, in the end, but I think Giants are going to pull through in the CS. Wow. Well, you mentioned too, just quickly, you mentioned that you think the Dodgers are a weaker team this year. Why do you think that? Just because I, I don't know, like watching them play, yes, they have the win total, but if you mm -hmm. watch them play, it's not the same. Like last year, they were doing everything right. Like, making all the defensive plays, like pitching extremely well, hitting when they had to hit. And this year it's, it hasn't come together in my opinion as much as it has last year. Yeah. Bellinger's down. Even Mookie yeah. Betts yeah. is down, mm -hmm. but then you've got guys like AJ Pollock who came back last night and hit a home run. He yep. amazes me. Scherzer amazes me. Trey Turner's one of the best to do it. I, I think, I think G giants Dodgers is going to be one of the best series if, if we get that. And then I think an Astros white Sox series is going to be really, really good too. in the AL. Wow. Thanks for counting out the Rays after we just spent most of the podcast talking about them. No, I think but it's going to be a division series. I, yeah. it's I know. <laughs> but I don't know. I Hey, don't even, because you think the White Sox are going to the World Series. I, I was just going to so say, don't yes, even I, go do. There. I do have the White Sox in the World Series for the American League. But no, it's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. No, sweet. Andrea, thank you so much for joining us. Please tell everyone where they can read your stuff and follow you on Twitter. Definitely. Um. You could follow me at Scalcore Report. Um, my website is scalcoreport.com. And um, yeah, that's it. You could interact with me. I'm very friendly. So <laughs> thanks so much for coming on. We had so much fun. 
Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. So that will do it for us then on the Did You Hear podcast, weekly walk-off edition. Be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a rating as well as that really helps us out. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Did You Hear Pod. Andrea, Emma, we're bat flipping into the weekend. And that's a wrap.